Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. Today, um, God, few little ups and downs happen, but more ups, generally, generally up in a couple of big ways. Uh, we went about, I wanted to move some stuff out of our basement so that we could make room to eventually clear coat all the paneling we've installed. And there's just something about this big open space that when you look out at it and uh, there's things all over the floor, tools, there's a tool chest in the middle of the room and then on top of it covered in things, all down the room, stuff's like laying in different piles, boxes from moving still, you know how it is. We consolidated and removed the moving boxes, the big ones, Rubbermaid bins, and put them in our offices. I unpacked all of the books that were boxed up that were my old books onto my bookshelf. Um, I was getting ready to throw away all of the cardboard boxes that uh, all my old books had been in and start moving drawers full of tools of our tool chest into the garage one at a time before Casey got back home from visiting grandma so that I could have her help to move the whole chest into the garage because it would take two people and it really all should have taken two people I learned because on one of my trips outside my second trip outside actually thankfully I'd learned that it was cold out and I put a coat on between trips but I came outside and I must have bopped open the door a little too hard because my hands were full and it banged the handle lock behind me closed. So I got locked out. I got locked out while home alone with no keys, hoping Casey had a key to that handle. We don't ever lock the handle deliberately. Um, and I know that I don't have a key to it, you know, at least. And my phone was dying. So I just went in the garage and waited. I called Casey a lot, but like I said, she was with grandma, so she didn't really know. But eventually I got a hold of her and she did reassure me she had a key, came home and let me in and we continued on um, loading things in the garage. So that really sucked. That was like, ah, oh, dude, as soon as I, I walked up to it, you, you know what happens because that's happened to me before. Anyway. Um, other things, well, I made bagels actually before that, early in the morning. I'd have, I'd have a dozen slowly fermenting in the cold refrigerator and I boiled up some malt barley water and made two at a time. And they came out amazing. One of them came out with a conical side because the hole must not have been big enough and then they expanded into itself and rose and it was kind of goofy looking but it was delicious Casey said that they were the best yet maybe or up there with the best yet definitely different I like the cold ferment though because it means you know you have a lot to fall back on if you ever want to just reach in the fridge there's still eight because I ended up making a second pair and they were maybe even better. Now, for this uh, and later a frozen pizza, by the way, the hot honey barbecue bacon or whatever pizza from 
Trader, no. From Kroger is really good. Its weakest point is the crust, but its toppings are in perfect synergy. So I went to go make one of those later in the day after we'd moved all the basement stuff and cleaned up down there. And uh, using the same ceramic, I think Casey said it was like pampered chef or something, uh, looked like a stone, like a pizza stone, but it's a baking sheet. And I laid it down on our cold stainless steel island prep table. The temperature difference must have been too much for it because halfway through our pizza, Casey was like, is that cracked? And I looked down and the entire thing had split in two. And we never even noticed. It didn't make a noise or anything. So technically that was another low point. But while standing there, you know, I was like, Casey, we need to get some better baking sheets because we don't have any cookie sheets. We don't have any muffin tins. We don't have any baking sheets now. That was really it. I mean, we have little stainless steel tray things, but maybe they're eight by 10 little sheets um, with high sides. I want one of those that you'd see in a cafeteria, like a proper baking sheet. And we looked up restaurant supply stores and went to one. And you walk in and it wasn't what I was expecting because they actually also sold groceries. I don't know if that's typical, but they had, um, actually first thing you walked in, they had big boxes of candy for resale. And those were like $30 for a whole bunch of, you know, individually wrapped ones off the top of my head. And then they had a big meat section where you could tell there were like whole half cows and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're talking those giant bags of vegetables and rice and stuff that you would have for like, you know, a, uh, a big old restaurant kitchen or cafeteria or something, uh, off the top of my head, they had vegetable egg rolls in a pack of like 24 for $2 and 36 cents. So good deals too. I mean, that giant pot sticker package, and that was like seven bucks makes you wonder how many restaurants you go to and you're just getting like prepackaged frozen food. Um, I think a lot more than most people would like to admit. Anyway, we found what we were looking for. We got two of those stainless steel baking sheets. Um, they're beautiful. They're large. They weren't that expensive. I think they were like seven or eight bucks each. And um, they absolutely, there were three sizes. We got medium and they are absolutely the exact size of our oven. So not much air will be getting around them. I don't think that's that big of a deal, especially if you put it low or high or whatever. You position it accordingly. Uh, I was just glad that they actually fit because it was exactly the size. And also next to there, they had some stainless steel mixing bowls in multiple sizes for a dollar something each. I jumped on that. I was like, yo, let's get like eight bowls, four in each size. Um, and we almost kept going, kept going with crazy stainless steel purchases, but we decided like just to take it easy. Uh, we did, however, also get a pizza tray because think about it. You never have a pizza. Like I made that pizza on that stoneware baking sheet only because I don't have a pizza tray. This is one of those metal pizza trays. Like you'd get at a pizzeria with uh, parchment paper on actually that always used to frustrate me so bad the greasy parchment paper that would rip as you try to cut your pizza. 
first thing I would do is slide the parchment paper out from under the pizza and throw it to the side. But now we have one of those trays. And we also got, because of course, you know, they had so much. They had so much strange things. Um, none of which screamed quality or like lifelong, except stainless steel cooking stuff. I mean, that makes sense to me. I've always thought that, and uh, I don't know why I, we hadn't pulled that trigger earlier, but we got a bunch of chopsticks, like bamboo chopsticks you'd get at a restaurant. They had a big big package of them for a couple bucks, and um, there's something else. Oh, salt. We genuinely needed salt. But I think I'd go back there for flour, because they had a massive, who even knows, right, like 30-pound bag of flour for... Uh, $32 versus the $8 I pay for like a normal tiny grocery store bag, it would really make sense for baking to get a massive quantity of flour at a time. And um, yeah, other things too. I mean, they had a giant box of Impossible and Beyond Meat patties for a hundred and something dollars. You got to imagine there's probably a couple hundred patties in those big boxes. I should have looked closer. Those sorts of details matter, but... It was just more than I was in the mood for at the moment. We didn't even have a cart or anything, but it's a nice resource. And a little intricate, uh, not intricate, a little uh, tidbit from there. They had, as I said earlier, a bunch of candy laying around. And while I was checking out, I said to the guy, oh, I bet you get a lot of people in here right before Halloween to buy candy. And he was like, yeah, except this year, someone ordered a little bit too much Milky Way. They sent too much Milky Way. I can't remember how he initially worded it. And I looked over, and sure enough, at the end of each register, there were piles of boxes of bags of Milky Way. And those bags are the big family-sized grab-it-for-Halloween bag of, of bite-sized so the box must have been 20 pounds worth of Milky Ways, and they were not assorted. And most people don't like Milky Ways. I can't say most people don't like Milky Ways, given the pick of candies. They don't choose the bite-sized Milky Ways, I've noticed. Because I grew up in a house that always had a bunch of bite-sized candy around, and I was one of the few people who would finish off the Milky Ways. I mean, it would be Milky Ways for months after everything else had gone. Well, according to this guy, when he kind of pointed me towards his experience, he said, you only get that many more of things when someone accidentally adds a zero to the order. And I was like, no, dude, what? Totally someone meant to type five boxes of Milky Way and accidentally hit 50. And there's literally like, they have, so, and I said to Casey later, I was like, dude, if you had that many Milky Ways like that, you think they're going to be like going bad, it's an issue. You would give a bag of Milky Ways to every customer. You just get rid of them because that's your badness. But that was so much Milky Ways. It was, it was crazy. And it, hard to believe they wouldn't have made a uh, deal with them as they were like trying to pull, no way you would have played that off. Like, yeah, yeah, that was my badness. I actually put another zero Got 10 times more Milky Way than I bargained for. No way. I'd be like, I did not order 50 Milky Way boxes. 
Take these back. I want five of them. Anyway. Um, we had a, also an Everything Bagel salad kit today. So it was a very bagely day. Um, which is good. It was appropriate. What else is up? Well, they're doing a um, what's called a wipe on Tarkov, which I've been playing. And that means that every six months or so, they just start everyone over. They delete all your progress and you start from scratch. But because there's an intricate kind of economy in this game, um, like a built-in eBay for everything in the game, what ends up happening is you hoard all sorts of junk, gizmos, and valuables throughout one wipe. And uh, you know, you know, maybe later you'll need that. It might be for a quest or something. But once they announce a wipe and you know it's coming, incentive lines up for you to sell everything you have and convert it to cash, not because you get to keep the cash. They still wipe all the cash. But um, because the prices of things go down as it gets closer to the wipe. As people know, oh, I don't have long enough to sell this, so I might as well just sell it for anything I've got. And people come back to the game who have otherwise strayed away to other games. They might go, oh, I've got all this loot, time to sell it. But then the developers also lower the price of uh, everything gradually, but uh, log linearly. So, you know... At first, not that much, and then near the end, everything's dirt cheap, and you can buy, like, all the crazy guns you couldn't afford during the normal gameplay. Now you can. Everyone gets more aggressive because things are suddenly more disposable. And I think that's an interesting psychological um, twist on this game, which is really one of my favorite things about video games, to see how people behave and the difference that game mechanics um, can lend to your mental experience. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's very dramatic. Anyway, we went on there, played a very little bit. And then um, Matt was like, hey, let's go play Halo Infinite, the new Halo game. Halo was one of my favorites from childhood. And um, it's gotten worse over the years. Every game comes out is worse, in my opinion, since Halo 3. Halo 3 and Call of Duty 4 might have been the pinnacle of gaming. Maybe Modern Warfare 2 is in there as well, but everything since then has gotten worse, and Halo's no different. It's run by a different studio now, like a sub-studio was hired out to take it on as the original Bungie moved on to bigger, better things in their minds. So even that is kind of like a big signal. You know, they handed it down to like, a, I don't know, whatever. It is what it is. It's been fun. We've been doing good. It's a blast from the past, and it is so much less serious than Tarkov. That was my, why Matt wanted to play it, because Tarkov is, like, stressful, and um, Halo's not at all. So it's kind of like being locked outside, isn't it? Hey, Casey also made some oatmeal raisin cookies on those new baking sheets, and uh, they are very good. I think that we're going to have a lot of fun experiences. It's amazing to think, right? You guys know I bake. Today marks the day I got new baking sheets. And those are going because of their metal. I think they could stop a small bullet even. Like a 380 or a 22 for sure. Um, yeah. Now there's going to be a lot of 
lot of life lived. Oh, I also dug out my tennis racket and I was practicing of, you know, dribbling tennis balls in here, switching hands and not, not dropping it, keeping it in the air. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Please stay healthy and dexterous. Come again tomorrow.